0: Hey all you Rad Dads out there, welcome to the Rad Dad Show. This episode features J.P. Wasson of the band called The Discarded, an intergenerational garage punk band made up of J.P. and his two oldest boys. We talk about creating music with his kids, delivering his fourth child at home, and conversations and sharing playlists on the family road trips. We hope you enjoy. Okay, first question, who are you?
1: Uh, My name is uh, Joel, I go by JP in the band, for Joel Peter, JP Watson, I'm in a band called The Discarded, and uh, The Discarded is an intergenerational garage punk band that's made of myself and my two oldest boys. So uh, my oldest boy is Jarrett, who plays bass, he's uh, 20 years old, and uh, my second oldest is Caden, he's uh, the drummer, and he's
0: uh, just turned 17 about a month ago. And can you say like just in terms of about how long you guys been, been doing? This? Uh,
1: yeah, oh yeah, we got together in uh twenty sixteen. Uh so we've been together for three years. We put about an album out a year and another E. P. as well. So we've done uh we've got over fifty original songs. We got thirty six were recorded and put to record. And uh yeah, we put this together when Caden was thirteen. He started on drums and uh Jarrett was sixteen, just about seventeen when he was on started playing the bass. And we recorded our first album after about six or seven months, uh, with a good friend of ours, uh, Ian Blurton, he plays in a band called Future Now and uh, Public Animal, and uh, just kind of want to expose them to uh, the music I'd kind of been doing when I was, you know, uh, 20 years ago when I was a drummer. Uh, in this band, I, I sing and play guitar, uh, but uh, I just wanted to expose them to the kind of, say, the Toronto music scene that I, I grew up in uh, as kind of a positive outlet in what was kind of going on in our life at the moment.
0: Uh, Say so that, like you said, that totally you know resonates with the the rad dad's mandate for sure. Was it a hard thing to get your kids on board?
1: Uh, well, you know, you can never force a kid to do anything. Well, I didn't really have
0: to get them on board. It was, is they have to want to do it. You
1: know, like anything, you, you expose them to things. I played music, so there was always a drum set around. There was always a PA and amps and that set up, but we used to do fun jams and stuff like that. And uh, I guess about this three, three and a half years ago now. We decided, they kind, of, they kind of went to me, hey, you want to try and really do a real band as opposed to just have the odd night? I've got a couple of younger kids, younger than them as well, and they, they take part as well, and you see these fun jams where we just make noise more than anything. But they started to take their instruments a bit more seriously, and they said to me, can we try and do this? And as it turned out, I had a friend who was like, uh, I've got a birthday party, can you hear a band that I was in at the time play? And I went, well, one of them's not available, but you mind if I come with my two kids and we try something? Good. And that kind of gave us a focused, uh, let's put together six songs and play at this, this uh, you know, private event birthday party, I guess would be the best way to, to call right. it. And it yeah. set of
0: more from there. Cool.
1: Yeah, uh, it did. And and then once they did that and kind of got a reaction, I said, okay, we'll learn a few more songs. We played a few more shows. And then we went into this recording where we tried really hard to get it down. And kind of after we heard that, we kind of went, Oh my God! It was really, it was really new. It sounded really Ramones, really cramped sort of thing. Very basic songs. I kind of la- laid out for them, so they, you know, it was within their sort of musical knowledge at that particular point. And we went and did the recording. We and went, "Wow, that, that's that." We just thought we'd do it for fun, and we kind of went wow, that's that's pretty good. That's kind of of like a unique sound. It really captured the spirit of the time and the moment. You know, punk rock's supposed to be about, you know, do it yourself and don't worry about how well you can do it. But we we did a half-decent thing. And then another friend of ours heard it and said, hey, I got this uh, garage rock band, uh, the seminal, the kind of Sonics are a band from the 60s. Uh, They're playing the Danforth Hall. So our sixth show was in front of, like, 900 people at the Danforth Music Hall. Oh, that's rad. <laughs> yeah. So it was always like, whoa. And, and after that, it just kind of went boom. Took off for them. Like they they got real excited. We started writing songs together and practicing and doing that. And a lot of shows came after that particular point. And like I said, things have kind of steamrolled where we, we've been about an album ahead of where we're recording uh, or what we're releasing with the songs that we got. And we've been playing a bunch, like about 20, 25 shows a year and that's just added up and they just took off musically like you know from that uh, ramones cramp sound like caden's an amazing drummer and jared's amazing bass player now so it's it's been like from a dad point of view it's been a very proud thing to watch them develop and embrace that uh from a from a parenting point of view it's kind of cool to when you know you, you're in a band you know how cool it is to be in a band with someone it's it's a way to relate to someone and, and and it's not like I'm your dad. It's more like your peers. You're talking about music. You're you're creating something together. So from that standpoint, it's been very cool to kind of uh, deal with each other and bond with each other on a, a peer-to-peer. You know, each one has a, an
0: input to what's kind of going on, sort of thing. So that's been very cool for us. Man, do you, do you consider yourself a rad dad? Uh,
1: you know, that's good. Kind of, I guess the Canadian me would go, "Oh gosh, I can't really say that, man." But I don't think, you know, I, I you know, I, I say uh, I'm me, and I play in a band. And I, you know, most kids, their dad doesn't write songs and play music. I guess, right? So in that particular sense, I'd have to say, yeah, I guess we are. A ra- I'm a rad dad in the sense that, yeah, we go out to clubs and we play shows, like rock shows, real rock shows with real bands. And the real thing about us is, is that. We don't really look at, like, if anything, the family band and the fact related kind of works against us in a way. People think it's kind of like, oh, the Barcher family, or it's really kind of hokey, or it's a joke, or something like that. But, you know, I don't, no one's going to care that we're related. No one's going to care that they were young, or they are young. They're going to care, do you make good music or not? That's really the long mm-hmm. and short of it, right? And that's what we try to go for. Let's write good music, make good recordings, and release good songs. And, so, you know, uh, from from that particular standpoint, it's, I uh, you know, I think it goes beyond the fact that we're a family. I think, you know, we're a pretty damn good rock band, regardless that we're a family band or that I'm their dad or something like that. And that's kind of been an important thing for all of us, that we stand on our own musically as as a band more so than the fact that we're, you know, dad and two kids sort of thing, right?
0: Right, right, right. What are uh, some of the most rewarding aspects of being a dad? Not even just related uh, to the band, but yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I, I, I had children because I want to have children. I didn't have children like, I, you know. You see, some men, it's like I get married. And I, you know, I got my buddies. And I hang out with them and Saturday night, and get drunk in the garage, da 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 da, or whatever, right? Like, I, my family's my family, and I come in and you know, I give them a nod of the head. I want to be a dad. I want to. I always been involved. My dad was that way, you know, like. A, our family hung out. You know, my dad was a coach in sports and stuff like that. And myself, I wanted to be with my children, and I like my children. I like it as people, and I think the older ones have grown into good humans, and and the younger ones are great people as well. So I like hanging out with them. That's important to me. Is to, you know, it's not to, to force that you must be with the parent, but just that we like each other, we like each other's company, and and to make that time for each and every one of them to kind of have that back and forth with these wonderful human beings and watch them grow and be able to bounce back and forth. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not married to our mother. We separated five years ago, but we're still very both involved in parenting our children. You know, she came out to our record released out in Toronto a couple of days ago, you know, and we all go out and we all do stuff together. And it's, it's very important for us that, 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 that we parent our children and we're involved in our children. We care. We talk to them like people, they know they can talk to us about anything and just that back and forth about very straightforward about anything that goes on. You know, that's where I've been as a dad and that we both of us have been as a parent to be involved in that way.
0: Do you, did you have any fears about becoming, becoming a dad? I think everyone
1: does when they first start out like, oh, my goodness, there's no instructions <laughs> with this, you know, like <laughs> this little thing in front of me. What's going on? But I, I have four children, so I guess. And I didn't have children when I was young. I guess I didn't have my first child. So I was uh, Jared. I was like uh, 33, 34. So it was not like, oh, this was an accident or anything. We we both right. chose that we wanted to have children. We both chose that this is what we were doing. And, you know, uh, you know, I was there for all the births. And, you know, for the last couple of children, we had uh, a midwife. We had, uh, you know, the, the child was, uh, my, my my third child, Trey, was born at home, uh, not because, uh you know, it, was, it got to a point like, oh, you're about to be uh, born. The midwife was, you can have it in the bed at home, or you can have it in the bed at the hospital. Which one do you want? During complications, <laughs> of course, you're going to be going to the hospital, but, you know, you're going to have a baby, and it just depends what atmosphere and site you want to have the baby at. So Trey was born at home, uh, and then Sadie uh, was uh, my youngest. She was born at home as well, the midwife. We had the whole thing. But uh, my wife, at the uh, my ex-wife, at the time, every time she had a baby, the baby would come quicker. So the first one was like tr- three hours, two hours. Uh, Trey was like, uh, she went into labor, I think, I was just talking to someone about this, but 10 after 6, and he was born before like 9 o'clock, like really quick labors yeah. in verse. And right. the last one, Sadie, she went into labor about 10 to 11. Midwife didn't make it, and I had to deliver the baby, just me and her. Whoa. Yeah, so <laughs> like yeah, the baby came in 40 minutes.
0: <laughs> That, that's the yeah. first on the Rad Dad Show. Right. Uh, so it, was sort
1: of like, it was sort of like, what did you do? And I said, well, I'd take care of it. You know, it's just like, this is happening. This is happening now. I ran upstairs to Jarrett. I go, Jarrett, come on downstairs. And Jarrett was very, uh, he's a very medical sort of guy. He was there for Trey. I want to see the birth. I want to talk. And I want to be there. And I want to hang out. So when that happened, I woke him up. And I'm like, come downstairs. Put some towels in the dryer. I want you to stand at the door. Look out for the midwife. You're going to bring her in to where we are and so you know that happens right away so it's just like the towels are to maintain body heat i'm trying to remember everything i've ever done and you know from my prenatal classes etc right and it's it but you know ultimately we're at a point where yes you know we'd had babies before the pregnancies had gone without complication uh babies are born so you know hopefully this was all going to go the uh you know a woman gives birth to a baby and if there's no complications and and the, uh, the body her body knows what to do out comes the baby and i'm there as the assistant who's, you know, you know, oh, I'm the person who delivered the baby. Well, no, the woman gave birth to the baby, and I was there to assist with their comfort <laughs> yeah, and make okay. sure the baby was caught and things are yeah. cleaned up, and the baby goes on the chest, and the warm towels are there to maintain body heat until, you know, the, the, the nurse could come and do the umbilical cord and whatnot after that particular point,
0: right? Wow, But the long story, is great. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Yeah. but it's sort of like, like a, but even
1: it's sort of like, uh, at the end of it, it's sort of like, uh, Katie, you know, you know, you were born here. You were born at home, and yeah, Dad was the, the I guess, not the doctor, but the person who delivered you, sort of thing. So, it's
0: kind of a funny little one there. That's cool. So, so this will relate to. So, besides obviously, you know, being in a, a garage, you know, kind of punk band with your kids and birth to <laughs> some of them. What are some other traits you think make one of Uh Well,
1: you know, like I said, uh, I, I'm straight. I, I talk to them; they can talk to me pretty well. Anything, you know, we never really believed in and in, in, in making up little words about stuff like, you want to talk about the human body? We talk about the human body. We don't sit there. You want to talk about, you know, well, blah, 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 blah. I go, okay, well, sci- you know, from a science point of view, this is how a baby is made. This is how a baby is born. This is how the body works. You want to talk about uh, alcohol, drugs? We'll talk about alcohol and drugs. You want to talk about, you know, God and death or whatever? Let's talk about those concepts as well, right? You know, so I just I think what makes me a rad dad is that, I look at them and try to articulate to them the best I can for the age they're at, uh, what their what their inquiries are, and make them into inquisitive, intelligent humans. You know, like that's one of the coolest things about our road trips is we don't tend to put on the movie in the car and just zone out or them stare at phones. We have conversations. We make playlists for one another. We talk about the world that's going around us. If we're going on somewhere, we talk about how come this place is here. What, what drove them to make a city in this place? What is why is you know why was something designed around this particular river valley? What you know? So it like a history kind of lesson. Makes, it seems. Well, just more like just talk, bringing it to life, right? You know, like, right. let's talk why, you know, let's talk why this place is here. Let's talk about Niagara Falls if you go down there. Let's talk about the history of this town and kind of bring it to life for you. So it seems a bit more exciting just by, you know, telling different stories and whatnot. And they all have a good sense of humor. So we, I guess we share a lot of that sense of humor and they, they don't feel inhibited to to give examples of their sense of humor, or or just talk to me straight, sort of thing, right? And, and joke around me, or poke fun at one another, just in a in a good nature sort of way towards one another. So I'd say I that's my, probably uh, one of my. Fans, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, are you so you're that, gonna say? No, no, no that's it. That that's pretty well. Saying. I was done more. I was done where I was going with cool. that, that. It's just the, the the fact that yeah, you can just kind of be, it, it, show me your personality. Don't worry that you got to be the prim and proper child around me. You know, I like to be. You know kind, considerate, compassionate human beings, but you can also express your point of view and what bugs you and what feels good and what
0: doesn't sort of thing. Yeah. In, what, in what ways has fatherhood changed you?
1: Uh, you? You
0: become less focused on yourself.
1: Like, the, you know, like I was a, a musician before I was a father, and I did that, I did that, I did that, and then I guess when I became a father, what kind of changed me was Well, you become less selfish. I think anyone kind of says that. Or you should become less selfish and less (laughs) self-focused. Not everyone is, I guess. is what we get back to. But, you know, and I I think a lot of men do this. It's like, oh, i am got to work a whole bunch, and I'm going to make sure that everyone's okay. And, you know, I think that's one of the things that I think a lot of dads have to come to the, uh, you know, children change and children grow. And even as a human being, you can't control everything in, in everyone's life and even your own life or even in the world's life. You have to learn to roll with those particular things. You have to also see a human being develop. And as a child, they need a lot more support. They need a lot more interdependence. But as they grow, you have to also change your relationship with that human being as they become more independent in thought and mind and what they want to do. And you have to morph your relationship as it grows as well until the point they become what you want, which is a fully rounded adult who's like – you look at him and go, yeah, you're an intelligent human being. has a beautiful perspective on life, and you're a pretty good person, too. So, you, like I say, they grow from being the child to, all, to being your peer, almost in a way. I <laughs> think even you kind of remember that well. You probably remember the time when you look. I think every teenager goes, yeah, my, my, my parents are fallible, you know, and being able <laughs> to admit that to them. And they're not perfect human beings. And they get mad, and they get cranky, and they get happy, and they get sad, and... And 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 sometimes here you go. And I know some things they don't know, and I maybe be smarter about about some stuff than them. You know that sort of stuff. Those realizations
0: and that, right? So yeah. you kind of talked about you know how our, our kids grow and grow up and stuff, and you got you mentioned. You know, correct me if I misquote you. That no. you got to kind of change, you know change yeah. your way. I think. Can you give an exactly. example of that? Can you, like,
1: well, I I just think that I've seen this, not not particular itself where someone keeps. Treating a child like they are a child—nothing huh. pisses off an adult more than being treated like your this you're, your child. Just listen to your parent, you know. And I—you probably hated it as well when you get to be a fifteen or sixteen or seventeen year old. Sure, maybe you are not have the world experience of, say someone that's forty, fifty, thirty, or forty or fifty. But it might be the fact that 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 you hate it being dismissed—that oh, you don't know, you don't know—and half the time, like it's that whole divide where. It's funny where you come and go, you know, I'm pretty aware of the world that goes on around me, and I have a pretty focused world view of what's going on at this particular point, and I hate the old fricking fart. Sorry, excuse me, like Goose sorry. But the old <laughs> okay. the old fricking guy who's putting me down that, you know, hence the whole thing you've seen in the last couple of things, the okay boomer, which is the new okay grandpa. <laughs> you know, okay grandpa sort of thing. Same thing really, you know. And I, I look at that too, where I see guys my age are going, Well these kids they do nothing but stare at their screen and I go, Yeah, we used to watch television all the time. You know, so what's the I, what's I the agree. difference? Or before when they at, stared at newspapers or something. It's just the way that they're getting their media, right? Like, sure, sometimes it's obsessive, just like television was obsessive, you know, just like anything can become obsessive. I had video games when I was a kid. They got video games in a different sort of way, right? Uh, so it's just not to become the the old fart where, who was always going, well, these kids today are just totally lost. I go, you sound like the parents. You hated when you were a kid, you know.
0: Yeah, just, you know, not being stuck in the past.
1: And yeah, uh, so I, I get yeah. Getting back to your question, you have to you have to look at someone and and realize at a certain point they are a grown human being with ideas and things in their life that you know they're 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 an adult. They may be a young adult, but they're an adult at that particular point and you need to start treating someone as an adult, you know, and I uh, get back to it. That happens in the band. Like sometimes I'm there for an adult. I treat him like that. And yeah. And there is other times where, yeah, I'm the dad, dad, when are we, when we got hungry, You know, like that sort <laughs> of stuff, where it goes back to that. Right. And, and, and then sometimes you gotta go, well, it's just not all coming to me guys. You gotta kind of pick up and do some stuff as well. But yeah, I just, the, it, yeah, parents need to grow. As their children grow, and you need to recognize them as they become uh, the fully formed humans that they are, sort of thing, right? Nice.
0: You also mentioned in the, the previous question when I was asking about how fatherhood changed you, you talked about mm-hmm. being, being less selfish. Yeah. Um, so, do you kind of take time for yourself? Like, do you find that that's important? Would you say, you know, to, to newer dads for yeah. you? Know, I'd say yeah, dad, yeah. Dad, well, like, how, how important is that kind of piece?
1: Well, I think that's another thing that some people do get so wrapped up in their children and then that's why they don't want them to grow up and go off because that's been my life for 10, 15, 20 years, right? And then when the children go off at, you know, when they're 15, they're going off more with their friends or 13, they start going off more with their friends and they're 20, they're getting, you know, girlfriends or even younger than that. And they're, they're going off with their social group, like a social group sometimes, you know, informs a child much more than their parents do, you know? Uh, so it's just realizing uh, to, to, to do you get that time to yourself. Just not wrap yourself around your kids, because there is going to be a time when you know all your kids are grown, and what are you doing now, mm-hmm. right? So, and I've been pretty good that I've always been, you know, the, the creative side here with the music is it was nice to be able to share that. But that's been something that kind of keeps me whole—the creative side—and then say you know your your intellectual side or your work side is you know something there. All these things are an important thing to keep in balance as a human. So take time for yourself. Taking time for yourself is yes. Yeah, going out, maintaining a relationship. Going out, maintaining your 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 hobbies or your passions that will keep life in your particular uh, way that you look at the world, so that you still feel vital and not just like you know I'm on the treadmill you know, called existence and it's all about my children and that's all there is and oh now my children have gone off and they don't need me anymore and damn them I've gave my whole life to them sort of thing. Well you did well if your children grew up enough to go off on their own. Congratulations. Good job. Good parenting, you know?
0: Yeah. Now and
1: part you? of that is maintaining, like you say, these outside things that make you a more well-rounded adjusted human, which is your hobbies, your passions, the times for yourself, the times for, uh, say, uh, adult relationships, even all, all the way up through, right? To maintain that. Couples tend to, when they have children, you get really into the fact that that's pretty intense time when you have children one two three in my case have four where it's a pretty intense time all the way up through puts a lot of stress on a relationship puts a lot of stress on on people in general and you just get into the fact that I go to work and we do that and we talk to each other about what needs to be done for the kids you know so those are all stresses that you need to keep in mind and to, to maintain like sort of a healthy outlook on what goes on
0: do you have kind of explicit conversations with the kids about following their passions, or is it more of a, like just a role model type? You, you you model that, and you you hope they catch on. Well,
1: no, I I, I probably talk about it. You know, I I want to know what their passions are, and like you say, you say, oh, they, you know, how did you get them into music? Well, they they want to do that. You know, I I expose them to different things that they might like, but if they're not into it, then don't do it. You got to be into it, right? Like. Here's these sports. You want to play those sports. If you're into it, do it. The time that you go, I'm done with it, good. We're done with it because I'm not really doing it for me. I'm doing it because you enjoy it, right? And I'm helping you value to that opportunity. Always remember that sort of thing. But, yeah, and I talk to them about their different passions and stuff. And I want to know about it as as much as possible. But, you know, and sometimes it's it could be in passing. I find that, you know, a lot of the time we hang out and, car rides, or just hanging out on the couch if we're watching something or doing something, you can be in the same room, and you don't have to always be talking, and when they want to, that's when the natural conversation occurs, you know, and we've got a good relationship that they want to talk to me and relate to me, and and same back, you know, just but it doesn't mean that we have to do it every time we're around. It's a super intense thing. It just—it's better if it just happens a bit organically, more so than forced. You get much more natural conversations and a much more real sharing about what their passions really are without trying to force it. And that, as you know, when you ask a kid, "What's going on? What's new? What what's going on?" You're like, "Nothing." Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's right. That's like right?
0: my son um, seven, mm, turning eight, grade three. Every time I pick yeah. up, "Hey, how was school today? Good. What did you yeah, learn today?" Would, no, I, don't I, don't know. Know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but
1: my daughter's died. Same thing. Was she, did you learn anything this 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 week in school? I don't really that I can remember. Okay, cool. You know, but they'll go to a great party and then the next day they'll go, oh, what did everyone think about the party? Oh, we didn't really talk about it. That was yesterday, right? You know?
0: Yeah, that's funny. Describe <laughs> right. the relationship with your dad.
1: My relationship with my dad? Yeah. I guess my dad comes from an older time period. My dad is like 89,
0: right? I'm the youngest
1: of six children. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I, it, it, you know, uh, it, it, my dad was a very, or he is a very cool guy. He was a very, uh, but he was, uh, it came for that more traditional 50s, 60s. Dad went out to work with six kids. You worked all the time. He came home. But, you know, my dad coached my teams. My dad drove me to my sports. My dad was there. And anytime anything happened, I told my dad what was going on. My dad was on my side, you know. Like, uh, he would tell me when I did something right. He'd tell me if I did something wrong. But I always knew he loved me right so you know i, I have a very i have a very good role model for, for for a man and for a father he cared about his family he cared about his he cares about my mother uh they've been married for over sixty some years i think oh, sixty seven wow, or sixty eight years right so yeah. uh, he was a very he, he wasn't someone who went out he had his brothers and yeah you know we we went and hung out with you know aunts and uncles and that went there to visit but we were very family-focused, our family, right? Uh, and, 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 and you know, I saw that. I, my family doesn't drink or smoke. It wasn't until I had a girlfriend that I realized that, you know, people got bombed at Christmas, right? So <laughs> that was sort of funny, right? Like, you know, that, that whole thing that it was just like, yeah, you know, we drank pop and we sat down and watched the hockey game on Saturday night. And, uh, you know, we went to our sporting events during the week and you went to school and, you know, my dad had to work hard and work long hours to kind of support having six children, and it was a very traditional mom stayed at home and took care of that, and dad did that. But my mom is not a no shrieking violet. She was probably the more dominant person in the home life than my father as far as a, a personality went. And my father was more, would defer to her to anything that went on with the children in that particular regard. But he was there, like I said, to take me to hockey games, to sit there, you know. Someone was asking, what is my greatest sort of thought back to my father, uh, time, father and son, period. My dad used to wake up on the weekend on a Sunday, and I remember waking up. Hearing, you know, you'd want to sleep in as a teenager, and he'd always be playing his Johnny Cash records. He was into Johnny Cash and, it's... you know, some other stuff like that. And I, I, I grew a love of Johnny Cash and Williams and stuff like that because that's kind of like if you're, you know, punk rock, that that was real country, right? Yeah. But I remember I took him to the Ontario Place Forum with him on Father's Day to watch Johnny Cash. and Made sure that we went there. And that's kind of like my father's son experience that I really remember. Like, here, let's, Dad. I know you love Johnny Cash, and you don't really go out to concerts. We're gonna to go to see Johnny Cash at the Ontario Place Forum
0: together. Oh, nice! What a yeah. what a, what a great experience to have with your dad. Yeah. Do you think you know? You kind of mentioned your your mom and your dad kind of somewhat different roles, I guess maybe. In, you, in that you, sense, yeah. Yeah. Do you do you think that you know moms and dads have different roles or? I, I know. I, come, I think
1: come, it, come. I think every relationship is unique because it's the two people involved, right and and. And it depends on the career that the woman has at this particular time and the man has at this time, traditional roles don't have to be there. I would have been fine to stay at home and not be the the uh, primary bed, breadwinner, but just the luck of the draw ended up that I got a better paying job and the, my career took off a bit more and I fell into a bit more of a traditional role at that particular point. But I think relationships are as unique as the two people that are involved. I don't think that male and females need to have any established role that, that then what works for the two of them as a couple and work, works for the two of them. And if they're bringing up their their, their children, you know, I that's how I honestly feel. That it's good that they have a a common sort of face. To uh, approach their children, and that if they're, you know, I think the I think what we talk about is, you, you know, if you, you disagree about something, kind of piss privately and praise publicly. You know, have a common <laughs> face because, as you know, they like to conquer and divide. And even now, like my, uh, like I say, I'm not with my wife any longer. We're very commonly uh, uh, common force as far as how we deal with our children. We don't let that game ever play and never did, even while we went through the time where when, when we split up, sort of thing, right? You know, they would just be like, you know, no. what your mother says, I support her 100% or I'm behind your mother or whatever, right? Like, or your mother's behind me or we both think this, which, because, you know, morally we both have the same sort of uh, background and idea of how we want to see you be as a human, right? Thanks.
0: Shifting gears here, uh, yeah. what's in the future for The Discarded?
1: Uh, well, you know, we just put in an album. So I, I guess uh, Mel, 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 you know, give me a call with, just uh, finished our, we, what, we did, what we did was uh, last year, uh, we recorded 17 songs, which we had written actually a play to go with it. So these 17 songs are the songs that are in this play that has a narrative in it as well. So we recorded the three acts of it. Uh, we released in March the first act called Not From This Town. And then what we released right now is called the next two acts, which are Life in a Van and the last act is called Looking Forward. And overall, it's called Soundcheck and Flip Fury. So we released that. So like I said, we tend to write. So since this came out later than the other album did, it's our second release this year, we've already started recording a second one where it's an arc of a band, the rise and fall of a fictional band called The get Goes. So we're pretending we're actually a whole different band on this that's one fun. called The Get-Go's, and it's yeah. the, about two buddies who eat in a basement and form a band that's almost like the clash with political leanings about how they want to change the world and all that, but the singer gets talked to by the record companies, the pretty boy, and he wants to go off and become a pop idol and he gets a big head and he wants to make the band Johnny and the get goes and the other guys in the band go, Screw this man. We're not gonna sell out and be some teeny boffer sensation. We're we're <laughs> we're about this. You go do your thing with these really sucky songs that the record company has given to you. We're gonna be the get goes. See you later. And so it's kinda like the rise and fall of this band and then you know, uh, called The Gecko. So we've been recording that, actually. That's what we've been doing. So, like most fans, funny enough, we're putting out an album now, which was the stuff we did last year, because you got to record it. You've got to master it. you got to manufacture it that it comes out after you do all that. But it seems to sometimes that, yeah, that's what we did there last, you know, August, September. This September, we're working on this album, which will come out next, you know, uh, September, probably, right? So, but what's next for us? We did that. And then, the drummer Caden has been uh he's been pretty excited about uh uh that's Lindy's discovered and John Bottom. So he's like got all these great new heavy triplet beats and he's going, Dad, write a riff around this. So we've been written a whole another album that'll go even be after that. We're just developing those songs now, where we go downstairs and just he's been a lot more involved in the songwriting, whereas before, it was like, you know, Jared, we do develop things all together as a band now where we're working all together to kind of develop songs. But he's he's got a lot more into the songs should go like this and the arrangements like this. So it's nice to see him stepping up that way. Jarrett started taking keyboards, so in this get goes thing, there is the 13 songs that are the main songs of the story arc, but there's these little snippet vignettes in between with little talking pieces, and he's writing kind of like the music that goes under that. So that's kind of his project that he's been working on. Nice.
0: That's super creative. I love it. I
1: love yeah. So, And and we, and I guess we try not to be, you know, it's funny in a garage rock or a punk rock band. Or, uh, sometimes, to me, it's a kind of a do-it-yourself. There is no sort of constraints. It's about doing it yourself, right? Whereas... Uh, you know, there is now even a jacket now, a constraint, you must sound like this, you must look like this, you (laughs) must do that, you can't be intellectual, you know, like bands like Bad Religion, a very intellectual band that brought in thoughts and meaningful lyrics, we think that's important to do, and that, so yeah, so we might write a three-act play to go with it, we might write a story arc that's a concept album, you know, I think the one after this will probably just be a straight-up rock and roll album, but, you know, we, we don't shy away from If you got an idea and it's a cool idea, let's work it in and let's do it, right? Let's work together.
0: So that's what's up with us. fun, right? Cool.
1: Yeah, we're Um, having a blast doing it, right? We love uh, love playing live, too, on stage. We hadn't played in a while. Now we're back doing 10, 10 shows over the next month in Southern Ontario promoting this album. So we've done three shows. and We've just been having a blast being back up on stage and getting up and rocking in front of an audience, right? So that's been a lot of fun and just playing off each other that way. There's nothing better to to get to have that sort of thing that's that's one of the things we really find and then we're all real hyper and we're all just talking with each other on the way home oh yeah that was great oh, blah, blah, blah. that song oh man did you go to a wrong you almost went to a wrong thing. oh yeah i almost like you know that <laughs> yeah that's fine, right? dad you forgot the line of that third verse didn't you And i go yeah thanks a glad you caught
0: that yeah oh really that. uh, funny do you any any like plans on doing like a bigger tour and kind of know if you uh, kind of more just on the you know? You know,
1: you we'd love to, you thing. know, we'd love to. There's just a logistics of to being able yeah. to do that. You know, I've gone across Canada a few times. Uh, it's a funny time in, say, uh, say the Canadian music industry at this particular point. You talk about bands, they play in the States, they play to the 500 people. They're coming up here, they're playing to the 50, 100, 200 person rooms, right? Or, right. you know, they may be selling out small theaters down in the States. Same thing here. So the thing is, if you've got a following, you know, you got some buzz about you, you know, so, you know, we'd love to have you on here, but, you know, it's got to be something that's got something behind it. The music right. industry, a lot of the time, is more about the hype than it is about the music or trying to develop that. The, you know, I, I remember going out in the late 80s and stuff like that, early 90s. You could book a tour across Canada and people would be at the club, seeing the bands and that sort of thing. Now it's like, well, you better be at a certain level and, you know, you're only going to get a per- put on certain shows if you've got like this sort of thing. You know, so there's a lot more about trying to build the hype before you can do that secondary thing about go out and play it used to be you'd go and play and build the hype that way
0: right so it's tough it's tough for sure especially with yeah, cool. of, you know technology soundcloud youtube all that sort of thing people yeah and so, not to pay for music anymore right
1: Right. so what you tend to do is i think the recordings matter i think the body of work matters i think we put that out and people can hear it and we'll promote it and we want people it. we do interviews like this uh you know, we'll keep creating a, a body of work that we're proud of and music that we're proud of, Uh and as many shows as we can kind of do and expand out for where we go. Right now, we're we're Ontario and maybe you know best get over into Quebec, but you know I'd love to go out west and that, but that's a whole different logistic thing. It's like, okay, guys, we're going to take two weeks. I booked us to Vancouver. We're going to drive out there. We're going to drive back, play a bunch of shows.
0: Sure, would love to do that. You know. Well, that we hope that happens. Favorite dad yeah. joke. My favorite dad joke. Yeah,
1: one. Uh, I don't man. You put me on the spot. Uh, you know, no,
0: I know this one stumps a lot of people.
1: Yeah, well, it's just, uh, I think, you know, it's the guys who who, who aren't a daddy tell jokes, and then it would be a faux pas joke, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. You got, you got one? No. Uh, that was my joke, man. Oh, man, was okay. A bomb,
1: right? <laughs> Led Zeppelin, that one went over. I said I got the whole faux pas joke, there, but, Uh, favorite dad. I, I, you know, I just always say the. I just give the same one every time, right? Where, you know, they'll they'll say something or, you know, they'll belch and I go, oh, that's the most intelligent thing you said all day, right? Or there or they'll go. say, I'm, I'm hungry. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm Joel. Oh, oh I yeah. I do, yeah, you know, you know, do that all. All, that. all those ones, like, <laughs> ah, again. You know, I guess it's just, just your repertoire. They've heard it since they've been born. Oh, yeah, it just gets funnier and funnier every time you say it, Dad. You know, that sort of thing, right? <laughs> So, favorite dad joke is just probably all those little dadisms that you've done since they were born. You know, someone says something and you give this same retort each time, and they go, "Oh yeah, okay, we've heard your material, Dad. It's, it's not that funny." <laughs> but, you know, that yeah. person's laughing, and, and you're going, you know, and they're going, "Yeah, it's, it's not that funny, man. We've heard it our whole life,
0: right?" So, Last question: Any fatherly words of wisdom to the rat dads listening out there? Uh,
1: be kind, be compassionate. Always show love, forgive, and uh, just do the best to be real and uh, uh, be a good human to uh, this young human who's looking up to you as a as a role model.
0: That would be it. There we go. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yeah, nice thanks as well. Time. Yeah, uh, appreciate it. Um, so, just how how it work now is this all? No, take take a few days. Hopefully, I can get it done by the weekend. Just to yeah. edit edit a little bit. I don't really do too much editing. Yeah, Just kind of cut the the beginning and the end, add a little intro to it, and then yeah. we do a little graphic, and then I throw it on the cool. website, throw it on on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, and then I'll I let don't... you know when all that kind of kind of happens. So, so, what do you play? Oh, I'm the singer for the band. You're The singer <laughs> for the band. Yeah, you have no talent. Well, what do you mean? <laughs> uh, what
1: do you mean? Jam? You know, that's, that's a difficult one. You got to actually uh, remember the words. Know, like I, I, I
0: play a little bit of guitar, but um, yeah. a lot of my friends are in, in bands, uh, right. and uh, I kind of kind of pulled them out of the woodwork to you know, it's that's something deep. I've always wanted to do, and and yeah. Uh, yeah, I just managed to get them all together, and and we have fun, you know, jamming once a week, and yeah. we played our uh, first cool. show for show in September, actually, and then we have a few oh. kind of lined up with just uh, with various well, events. And.
1: That's another funny thing. That's one of the hardest things to do. It's just like, why do bands break up? Like, we played a band uh, this weekend, uh, Local Motivate, and all the their guys are just having kids, so they've got all the young babies and stuff like that, right? And I do get a lot of people who come up to me and go, well, she's so great playing with your kids in a band. I go, yeah, if they want to. I got my kid He doesn't want to. I go, well, he doesn't want to. But a lot of the times in in my band, I play with fellows that were my age as well. It was just like, well, it's really hard to organize four grown men who are parents
0: to get together on
1: a day. Like you're saying, time for yourself and your old passions. That's why it ends up going by the wayside. Because, you know, I I have a band that I play with some guys for like probably 20 years, 20 some years. And it's just like we can never find
0: time where all four of us are free at the same time. Right? Yeah, that's gig, been the challenge. Know. There's six of us in the band. We have yeah. two guitarists, and it's just like, right. like yeah. You, you pull out your
1: thing, your calendar, your phone, <laughs> no, everyone, yeah, that's good, that's good, that's good. And someone's always like, ah, oh, no, man, I got to yeah. go with the kids to this, or my wife to this, or I got this for work, or something. You know, there's always something, right? So that, that's, that's the thing that kind <laughs> of worked with these guys. It was just like, yeah, we all live together. Uh, yeah, we're done dinner. Let's go down to the basement. Yeah, okay. Bro, okay, hey, Dad, I feel like playing. You want a jam? Okay, I'll pick to the guitar and play with it. You, you know. So it's it's just there. That's why we're able to make so much stuff. Cause hey, it's, that's cool. It's, the yeah. proximity to it that, there, as far as that goes. I was originally a drummer, right, before I became yeah. a guitar player. I was kind of, then I was a singer-drummer, and then it was just like, okay, you got to go out front, you know. And, I, and in this band, it would be like, you know, I'd like to be, uh, I, I feel comfortable as a drummer. And as a guitar player, that seems like, hey, you're a pretty good goalie. Can you be the centerman and score goals sort of thing? So <laughs> to me, it's sort of weird to kind of go, oh. And, you know, the singing thing, I've been trying to teach that because it is a learned skill, really, singing, right, you know,
0: to train your voice to hit notes, that whole thing. But... Yeah, but uh, it's hard to be Greg Graffin, <laughs> definitely <Yeah>. not. <laughs>
1: you know, but I guess I've, I've done it for a long time, so I can kind of do what I do with that. I don't know, did you listen to us or hear what we sound yeah, like? Yeah, or...
0: yeah, it good. yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, so you know, you, you, I've done it for a while. That's what I've really been impressed with them as well. It's like they're 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 more professional getting on stage and off stage than most bands we play with. Our drummer will set up in ten minutes and have everything mic'd up and be ready to go. After we're done our concert, everything's torn down and packed up and ready to go in ten or fifteen minutes. We're off the stage and we're with bands and the guys, you know, the guys drunk, he's whatever. It's just like. Hey, man, we got to set up here, and you're taking 25 minutes to an hour to get off stage or to start playing worse. And and it's funny because they're like at 17, Kate goes up and is like, We need a sound check. He's like, No, we'll be fine. You're a good sound man. You got the bass, you got the drums, the same bass, same drum rig. You know, we'll get our stage volume, and you should be good out front, right? And we just go like that really quick. But I guess that happens when you play, you know, 25 shows a year. We're playing all the time. You tend right. to get. So they're getting up, they're coming up on like about 80, 90 shows that they've done in the last three years. So they're getting to be a bit more professional, per se, on how they're able to, you know, and that's good to see, too, that they learn the other parts of what it is to be in a band, like to, to be courteous to people, to be professional about getting there, setting up, being on time, putting on a good show, you know you know, the one's 20, but he doesn't drink and knows to be professional to be on stage and that sort of thing, and you know, that sort of thing, so that's kind of a cool aspect of it, so, you know, they understand the money that goes into record, they understand the money what goes into make recordings, and what it means to be a band, and to do this sort of stuff, and if you, you can be a band, we can play in the basement, but if you want to do it at this level, and be out, and be professional about it, then we need to do certain things, and you need to organize stuff, and stuff envelopes, and make breast kits, and Mail that stuff out and answer people and all that sort of stuff as well, right? Like the business aspect of it, of a do it yourself sort of
0: little home business, right? Yeah, definitely. Like entrepreneurial skills that you yeah, wouldn't learn after, exactly. right? You know? Exactly. Like when most he goes give, don't learn.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like budgeting and the costs of things and the manufacturing costs and the return costs on it. Mm. And all that stuff from T-shirts to albums to everything else there. And like you say, how do you put something up to be streamed, the different sort of medias that you're going to put stuff out to as well, right? And keep me abreast of what's going on because, you know, it's quite easy for someone who's older to get up lost thinking this is the way it's done, right? No Dad, Things have really changed. It's like this now. This is how people get their media now. This is how you need to do it. This is how you get it out there.
0: Yeah. Kudos so to you No, no, kudos yeah. to you though. Like it, they all, all obviously have a, a, a proud dad and a, an a, a excellent role model, and that's why we talk to you.
1: Yeah, well, I, I think it's
0: funny, too. Because every time I come off the stage, people
1: go, "Your kids are great, man. That kid is a great drummer. That guy's a great baseball player." Da 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 And my kids of laughed out, and they go, oh, "What's it like, Dad? You must feel like crap." And I go, "What do you mean?" And he goes, "Well." No one ever gives you the compliment, right? They go, <laughs> "Yeah." I go, "No, not really, but well, that's cool, man. That's fine." They go, "Yeah, but you know, you write all the songs, you sing them, you play guitar on everything. you do it quite a bit. In fact, probably like you know, more probably about two thirds of it between the singing, writing the songs, and playing all the guitar." And I go, "Yeah, but you know, it, you guys are really good at what you do, especially for you know, the age that you're at. You guys are a good bass player and a good good drummer. And that and I guess as a dad, I can always absorb that and go, yeah, 'Yeah, I'm very proud of the fact that you guys are.'" Yeah, you, know, you know, people go, oh, you know, when they go on on their own <laughs> and they go off from you, how are you going to feel? And I go, I don't care. You know, like and they're great players. And I imagine this is a window and you got to enjoy that window it's there. And sometimes they, that window will close and that's something that we do together, right? right? You know? So, all you always know. have
0: that connection, right? That
1: bond. Yeah, yeah. And, and and we may not be doing it out there for people to listen to, but it might be like, yeah, pick up some stuff and play some of the songs we made together if we want or not. That's not worth that anymore, right? Again, the the ultimate thing, and Caden has said this as well, because he's the youngest. He's the most straightforward. He goes, you know, a few times he's going, you know, Jarrett's very serious. He's going, it's not being fun for me when you guys are so serious. So that was something we actually talked about, the group of the three of us, saying we have to maintain the sense of fun that we enjoy making music together, and it can't be a a drudgery. Like some bands, like the Ramones, hated each other, right? Like Johnny was (laughs) fascist half the time. like, we (laughs) want to practice, you know, and it's just like, yeah, I can't stand each other. And that happens with bands a lot, right? And but they know it's their kind of entity that makes them what they are, so they keep at it even though they don't really like each other, sort of thing. I said, We we got a bond, we're we're family, so we need to enjoy the fact that we love each other, sort of thing. And we enjoy doing this and find the passion and love in that. That's keep it exciting that way. And that's kind of important too. That's a big factor, right? When this becomes a drag, we don't need to be doing this anymore. Like but we won't make that decision out on the road after a shitty gig. We'll make that decision over the long <laughs> long particular hall. Anyway, man, i rambled on there, but all maybe good. the, maybe oh, the coffee I took to stay up to do the interview, right?
0: <laughs> Sorry, man. No, no, it's <laughs> all good, man. It's all good.
1: I don't usually go to bed until around now anyway. All
0: right. Well, with that I'll I'll let you yeah start heading to bed there. Yeah. Uh really enjoyed talking to you, Joel. Yeah. And I'll uh I'll keep you posted when can't yeah good sh- good chat you take care okay bye take now take care bye